beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Nine to Thrive, quick health tips for busy lives. I'm Cece, your go-to nutrition nerd, and I'm thrilled you're joining me today. We've got nine action-packed minutes ahead filled with real talk and practical tips to help you heal for good. So whether you're on your commute, taking a quick break, or multitasking like the boss you are, let's dive in and make every minute count. It's time to nerd out. Today, we're diving into a subject that is both intricate and pervasive, especially for women who are disproportionately impacted by the chronic conditions plaguing our country today. We're talking about obesity, high blood pressure, cancer, Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, thyroid issues, and all kinds of other autoimmune conditions. At first glance, These conditions might seem like disparate health issues, but they are all connected by a single thread, and that's inflammation. And oh my gosh, you guys, there's just so much to say on the topic of inflammation. So um, it's going to be a challenge trying to cram even just the highlights into nine minutes or less. Um, So this episode may feel like it's jumping around a lot and we may go over time. For that, I apologize, but we have a lot of good ground to cover. So hang with me and let's get into it. So first thing to know Inflammation in and of itself is not inherently bad. It's our body's natural defense mechanism against injury, infection, or stress. But when inflammation becomes chronic, it's like a fire that never goes out. It causes collateral damage across various different systems in our body. And research has shown that chronic inflammation is a significant player in the onset and progression of a wide range of health conditions. It's kind of like a domino effect where inflammation is the first piece to tip over, setting off this this chain reaction that can lead to various other health challenges. And hormones are the puppet masters kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes. They control everything our bodies do, including initiating an inflammatory response. Now, the interplay between hormones that we are very familiar with, like progesterone, estrogen, cortisol, insulin, the interplay there is really complex. But the takeaway is simple. Hormonal imbalance leads to inflammation. And chronic inflammation leads to those medical conditions that we just mentioned. So before you despair, though, there is some good news. Um, There's something that can help keep these hormones in balance uh, and inflammation at bay. And it's readily available. It doesn't require a prescription, and it has a really fast and lasting impact when used consistently. If you're intrigued, we're going to get to that. But first, let's dive into the factors that contribute to chronic inflammation. So we've all heard the saying, prevention is better than cure. But to prevent something, we first need to understand the root cause of it. So let's start by diving into the underlying factors that contribute to chronic inflammation. From gut health to environmental toxins, these are the core culprits that set the stage for inflammatory conditions. So number one, gut disruption. Your gut health is foundational to your overall wellness. A disrupted gut can be a breeding ground for inflammation. Number two is poor diet. Excessive sugar, processed foods, and unhealthy fats are not just bad for your waistline, they're kindling for that inflammatory fire. And as we now know from episode two, the standard American diet is fraught with the ingredients and food principles that cultivate inflammation. Number three, environmental toxins. So pesticides, pollution, and even certain household cleaners can contribute to chronic inflammation. 
excuse me, guys, I'm getting over a sickness. Um, Number four, obesity. Excess weight, particularly around the abdomen, is a known inflammatory agent. Yes, you heard that right. Your own body fat can turn toxic and ignite widespread inflammation. Number five is stress, stating the obvious here, but both physical and emotional stress can trigger an inflammatory response. Six is lack of sleep. Your body obviously needs sleep to repair and reset, and deprivation of that can lead to enhanced inflammation. Number seven is poor dental health. Um, now, this is an often overlooked factor. Poor oral health can actually be both a cause and a symptom of systemic inflammation. And then finally, number eight, we have stealth infections. These are infections that you may not even know you have, but they're just sort of quietly contributing to inflammation. So now that we've unpacked those eight root causes of inflammation, you might be wondering, well, how, how do I even know if I'm affected? <clears throat> Turns out your body has its own way of sending out distress signals. So let's decode these symptoms to understand what your body is trying to tell you. So these are your body's SOS signals. First up is fatigue. So if you're always tired and you can't figure out why, your body might be fighting an internal battle against inflammation. Also, body pain, so chronic pain, especially in the joints, can be a pretty big sign. Uh, mental health as well. So depression and anxiety are not just in your head. They can be physical symptoms of, of a systemic inflammation issue at play. Um, also, gastrointestinal issues, um, both diarrhea and constipation can be signs of inflammation. Weight fluctuations is something I see quite frequently in the women that I work with. Both weight gain and unexplained weight loss can be red flags. Persistent infections. So gosh, if you're always sick, your immune system might be compromised due to inflammation. And then finally, and this, gosh, this is a big one, um, and something I personally experienced, infertility. In women, chronic inflammation can definitely lead to sustained fertility issues that may otherwise seem unexplained. So on top of these, there are a few smaller physical markers that you may notice, swollen extremities like your fingers and toes, um, a puffy face, acne, especially cystic acne and other skin problems like eczema, um, excess hair loss, you know, just, just to name a few. So we've covered some of the causes and the symptoms of inflammation, but let's talk about the sneaky duo that's often lurking in our kitchens, making everything worse. So I'm talking here about sugar and oils. These two together are like the Bonnie and Clyde of inflammation, and they're hiding in plain sight all over our kitchens. <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about sugar first. It's a, it's a well-known culprit. I've been very vocal about this throughout season one here. But what's less known really is how ubiquitous sugar is. It's in everything from yogurt to sushi. I'm not kidding. <laughs> But sugar is not acting alone. It, it has a partner in crime, and that's vegetable oils. So despite the healthy-sounding name, these oils are anything but. Um, they are actually not derived from vegetables. They're derived from seeds, and they are high in unstable fatty acids that break down into toxins that contributes to oxidative stress and eventually inflammation. Um, so you can often find not just um, hidden sugars in, in your favorite processed foods, um, especially those that are labeled as low fat, 
Um, but those foods um, usually contain toxic oils as well. So this is just one more reason why the standard American diet flat out sucks. Um, it's that one-two punch of these inflammation-promoting ingredients of sugar and toxic oils that's just making us sick, fat, and, and leading us to premature graves. And I'm, I'm not hyperbolizing here. Um, so now that we've identified the bad guys, it's time to get a little bit more specific. So we've already talked about sugars, um, again, in episode one. So here, I'm really just going to zero in on these toxic oils. Not all oils are created equal. So I really want to make sure to be clear in breaking down which oils you need to be avoiding like the plague and which ones can actually be your allies in the fight against inflammation. So I'm going to introduce to you the hateful eight oils to avoid. These come from Dr. Kate Shanahan. She's one of our country's foremost authorities on metabolic health, and she created this hateful eight list. These are eight oils to avoid at all costs. Now, the average American gets 80% of their fat calories from these seed oils, which are really high in unstable fatty acids that break down into toxins when you cook with them as well as when you eat them in processed foods for years and years. They also compromise your immune system. Um, now, this problem is actually pushed under the rug and nobody is talking about it. Uh, the American Heart Association actually wants to keep it that way to serve its interests. You can read more about that on Dr. Shanahan's website, which I'm going to link in the show notes. But the hateful eight, here is the list. These are the ones to avoid. Canola oil, corn, cottonseed, Soy, sunflower, safflower, grape seed, and rice bran. Again, you want to avoid cooking with them, and you want to avoid buying processed food snacks um, that contain these in the ingredients list. Don't look at the nutrition label. You want to look at the list of ingredients. If it has any one of these, avoid it like the plague. Um, now, there are a, a shorter list of safe oils that you should be using when you cook on salad dressings, things like that. So we have our all-purpose oils like extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, peanut oil, coconut oil, um, and butter. Let's not forget butter. It's delicious. Um, those are safe to use uh, in, in any context. Then we have three oils that you can use, but you just have to be kind of careful because if you use them on a high heat, they can become unstable. And that's walnut oil, flax oil, and sesame oil. Best to use these on a low heat or in a, um, a salad dressing type of situation. Uh, and then from, uh, um, I also want to call out oils that we want to use on a very limited basis. Anything that is labeled refined oil or hydrogenated oil, use it, mm, gosh, once, twice a year. I mean, limit it to the extent that you can. So we've talked about what to avoid, but I just want to shift gears and focus on more, you know, positive, proactive action um, and be a little bit of a ray of sunshine in your life when it comes to inflammation here. So what can you actually do to reset your system and reduce inflammation? It's not just about cutting things out. It, it, it is very much also about adding the right elements into the mix to help fight it. Um, so here's just a quick snapshot. The first thing you want to think about doing is like, what can you do to control your blood sugar? So, you know, yes, reducing added sugars, um, but also consuming those low and slow complex carbs that will help keep your blood sugar stable. Um, exercise is another huge component here. I'm not talking about just like a leisurely stroll in your neighborhood. I'm talking about like 45 to 60 minutes of moderate to intense exercise per day, um, four to five days a week. 
Weight management is the undercurrent here. If you're overweight, losing even a small amount can have a big impact on inflammation. And stress management, that goes hand in hand with weight management. This one's non-negotiable. Chronic stress leads to chronic inflammation. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about this anti-inflammatory foods. Um, uh, let's do a double click into this because there are some specific food groups and techniques that you can use to fight inflammation. Um, and this is actually one of, I think, one of the most exciting areas of nutritional science right now. It's the study of food synergies, um, basically how different foods can amplify each other's health benefits when you consume them together. So I want to share with you um, just some of my favorite power pairs that not only tantalize your taste buds, but pack a really potent punch when it comes to fighting inflammation. First up, we have berries and dark chocolate. Yes. I mean, come on, that's classic. Berries are rich in antioxidants. They're low in sugar. They promote uh, brain and heart health. And dark chocolate um, contains more flavonoids than red wine, even uh, more than black tea, uh, cranberry juice and apples as well. So together, when you team up berries and dark chocolate, we're, we're boosting your body's response to insulin and improving blood flow. Another classic combination is turmeric and bone broth. Turmeric is almost synonymous with anti-inflammatory benefits, and bone broth is rich in glutamine, which supports the health of our intestinal lining. When you combine them, you have this really comforting gut-healing elixir, perfect headed into fall and winter. Um, tuna and avocado. My gosh, this is one of my like favorite classic combos. Tuna is a... <clears throat> excuse me, fantastic source of omega-3 fatty acids, um, as well as vitamins B12 and D, both of which boost immunity. And avocado brings to the party healthy fats and fiber and vitamin E. Um, so this classic combination is not only delicious, but really nutrient dense. Another combination is yogurt and flaxseed. Yogurt is a probiotic powerhouse, um, and flaxseed is rich in omega-3s and fiber. Um, flaxseed is also really important if you are um, fertility challenged and trying to conceive. Together, this combination can help balance your gut flora and fight inflammation from the inside out. Then we have salmon and broccolini. So salmon is rich in DHA, um, which is a type of omega-3 that's really like a powerhouse for brain health in particular. And broccolini contains something called sulforaphane, excuse me, sulforaphane, which has been shown to regulate selenium. Um, selenium is a mineral that's crucial for immunity and inflammation control. Um, together, this is like a really great duo for fighting inflammation. Three more to share with you. Tomatoes and olive oil. Oh, I just love a good tomato. Michael Michael hates tomatoes. So they're a point of contention in our household. But, <laughs> but tomatoes are rich in lycopene, um, a really powerful antioxidant. And olive oil helps to improve your absorption of lycopene. So roast these together with a little bit of garlic um, in the oven until they're like nice and blistered and juicy. And you've got this like really delicious anti-inflammatory treat. Um, another combination is beets and chickpeas. Seemingly an odd one, but hear me out here. Beets help keep your blood vessels open. Um, they reduce blood pressure. They improve blood flow. And chickpeas are really rich in fiber, which is an inflammation scrubber. So together, um, this, this beet and chickpea duo makes, um, if you actually like whip it together, it makes a really delicious and nutritious dip. Um, and then finally, kimchi and eggs. I've been like diving into this um, three times a week for breakfast. Kimchi provides healthy fiber and good bacteria for your gut. And eggs are loaded with omega-3s and um, a handful of carotenoids that have this anti-inflammatory effect specifically in your eyes, which is really interesting. So uh, a little bit of an unconventional pairing, but your body will thank you for it. So 
think about these combos, give them a try. I would love to know how you like them. So, um, you know, you should comment, reach out to me on Instagram and let me know, or let me know if you need any more ideas. I, um, have a wealth of them. So, all right, friends, let's wrap this up. Inflammation, as we now know, is a really complex issue, but it's one that you just cannot afford to ignore. It's the root cause of a lot of different health issues, particularly for women. The good news, though, now now that we've um, spent some time together and explored this, we now know that um, we have the power to control it with food, um, primarily through food and lifestyle changes. It it probably isn't going to be easy at first, but it's absolutely worth it. If you ever need any tips, have questions, concerns, and you want to run them by me, I am here for whatever you need. All right, friends, go have a great day. And that's a wrap, beautiful people. Another nine minutes closer to healing for good. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share the love with your friends. Got questions or topics you want me to cover? Just slide into my DMs on Instagram at NutritionNerdCC. Until next time, keep thriving and remember, you've got this.